Nine out of ten Americans get too much sodium in their diets. But would you believe that just ten foods are responsible for 44% of it? That's the conclusion of a recent government study. InfoTrack's Taryn McCall is here with the details. Taryn? Thanks, Chris. Our guest is John Hayes, an assistant professor of food science at Penn State University. He was not involved in the report compiled by the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention, but is an expert on food science. So what is the number one source of sodium in the average American's diet? Well, it's actually really surprising, but it turns out that it's not a really salty food that you would think of like a snack food, but it's actually things like bread and rolls. Are breads and rolls saltier than other foods? No, that's actually what their big source of the confusion comes from. Many of the foods that we have in our diet have large hidden sources of sodium in them. So when something tastes salty, it's very likely that it is high in sodium. But just because something doesn't taste salty doesn't mean it's not high in sodium. Is it because we eat so much bread or is it the actual sodium content? It's a little of both. It has to do with the fact that there is a decent amount of sodium, but they don't taste salty, so we don't think of them as being high-sodium foods. And then the other part of it is we do eat a lot of them in our diet. If you think about in the average day, maybe you have some toast with breakfast, you have a sandwich at lunch, and then at dinner you might have some bread on the table there. So over the course of the day, you consume a large amount of bread. Among the other items in the top ten, cold cuts and cured meats and pizza make some sense, but another on that list seems to stick out, and that's the fresh and processed poultry. So if you've ever been to the grocery store, you'll notice that sometimes on the package they'll talk about added water. Well, it turns out that when to make those chicken breasts nice and plump, they'll often have a little bit of water added to them, and to keep that water in, there's a little salt that comes along for the ride. Is the amount of sodium in most prepared foods needed to prevent it from spoiling, or is it mostly added for taste? Well, that's a very complicated question. Much of the salt that is there is there for taste, because we do definitely like when things are salty. But salt has many, many functional purposes that are totally unrelated to salty taste. An example of that would be in breads, for example, the dough, to get that right structure that we want for the texture of the bread, you need to have enough sodium in there. In terms of spoilage, certainly historically that's why we used large amounts of salt and so we learned to like the salty foods historically because of that. And salt certainly does play a prevention role in some foods, but today we have other ways to keep foods safe from spoiling, like refrigeration or canning. How much sodium do we actually need, and how much is the average American actually getting in their diet these days? The current USDA guidelines indicate that we should consume less than 2,300 milligrams a day. And, in fact, some people should even go lower if they have pre-existing risk factors like heart disease. And for those people, the government recommends that we consume less than 1,500 milligrams a day. That's only a gram and a half of sodium a day. So that's not very much when you consider that Americans, when we actually look at what they eat, eat about 3,300 milligrams of sodium a day. It sounds like dropping your sodium intake as much as the experts say would be a pretty tough task. I think that's true, but I also think it's important to remember from a public health standpoint that just because you can't get all the way there doesn't mean you shouldn't try. Certainly, it seems like if you can get lower and closer to that ideal range, that you still could definitely see some benefits. What's the biggest health concern for someone whose diet contains too much sodium? The problem with having too much sodium is that it causes both high blood pressure, which high blood pressure we always think of in terms of 
things like heart attacks, but high blood pressure can also cause problems for other things like strokes. So if you were going to offer one piece of advice on how to lower the sodium in your diet, what would you say? Well, I have two handy tips. And the first one would be to remember that the same foods in the same category products can often vary dramatically in the amount of sodium that they have. So look at the labels at the grocery store. So the grocery store, if you have a choice between a bread that has a lot of sodium and a bread that has a little sodium and you like both of them equally, get the one that has less sodium. The other tip is we can talk about the percentage of sodium in food, but you also have to remember it's the total amount of food that we eat. So, for example, with bread, we eat many servings of that. So one way to limit your overall sodium intake is to eat smaller portions. John Hayes, Assistant Professor of Food Science at Penn State University, thanks for sharing your expertise with us. Thank you for having me. And I'm Taryn McCall for InfoTrack. We've reached the end of another InfoTrack radio broadcast. But you can keep it going online. Just visit TalkZone.com for more. Our show is produced by Syndication Networks in Chicago with Internet services by Pair.com. Our thanks to InfoTrack reporters Taryn McCall and Roy Mackey. Our executive producer is Randy Meyer. And I'm Chris Whitting. Catch us next time on another edition of InfoTrack.